Greetings and welcome to... <laughs> You're terrible. Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. This is Rob Ludeman, your host, and we are here at Accelerate Bringing the Orange with Stephen Foskett from Gestalt IT. Welcome to the program. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm glad to be here at uh, Accelerate once again, and uh, it's fun to be on the podcast. No, it's great to have you on the podcast. I've actually been looking forward to this one. I actually had a really great time following all of your tweet and Twitter activity this morning during the uh, launch announcements. Yeah, I um, uh, just a confession to make is yeah. that I actually queued up many of those tweets ahead of the announcements. I wasn't going to tell people that. But <laughs> it really made it look like I was amazingly, yeah, well, because we were also live blogging. Right. And I was taking photos and I was composing some in real time and I had some of them saved up and it was just like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. You were 30 seconds ahead on some too, where it yeah. was kind of like, that's coming. I'm like, oh, look, there's a, wait a minute. We haven't talked about that up on stage yet, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's great to, to get the news out there. Um, Gestalt IT, uh, your, your outfit. Yep. Uh, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do for them? Well, we are, well, so it it's was your, originally a, uh, basically a blogger cooperative. The idea was that we got together. Um, so Gestalt would refer to kind of like looking at the whole patient instead of looking at the symptoms of the patient. Uh, it's a psychological term. And so we decided um, back in like 2006, 2007 timeframe. Uh, so folks that you might have heard of, like uh, Chris Evans, yep. uh, Greg Farrow of the Packet Pushers, um, you know, some of the guys in the virtualization space, like Rich Brambley, um, we got together and said, you know, what we need to do is start looking at the whole picture of, of IT. So we got together as Gestalt IT. Um, we weren't sure what we were going to do with it. So we started a blog. We started blogging and writing. And then pretty soon we came up with the Tech Field Day concept. And so uh, yeah. went from there. Awesome. Tell me about Tech Field Days. Well, so, uh, yeah, so in uh, 2008, 2009, companies started realizing that it was beneficial to start connecting with uh, people who weren't traditional press or traditional analysts because we were out there writing and speaking and blogging and, and so on. And so they started inviting us to events. And um, after going to events from companies like Dell and EMC, uh, which at the time were different companies, and, um, you know, HP, which didn't have an E at the time, um, we realized that uh, it would be great if we kind of controlled our own destiny a little bit okay. more right. um, because we really wanted to connect with smaller companies as well as the big guys because it's expensive to fly people in from around the world totally and put is. them in a hotel yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so I said, you know what, I think I could do that. And so I did. And so actually um, uh, my company was, uh, or Tech Field Day was started uh, a month after Pure Storage. Oh, nice. Um, Very timely. And I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. And basically we get a dozen people from around the world. We fly them to Silicon Valley and we go to visit companies. Uh, often we'll go to visit uh, Pure Storage, for example. Um, we've been seeing this company since the very start. Um, at the, the first presentation, um, they literally had to like move some desks around to make room for us. And the <laughs> presenters were basically the entire founding team. Yeah. And so we've been visiting Pure uh, about once a, a year, maybe twice a year, ever since. And so we've watched this company grow from um, literally like those guys that you know to all these people and all this stuff. It's probably got to be a little bit crazy to see a few thousand people. Actually, yesterday I was doing this with somebody and Cause was walking back and forth here, you know, with, mm -hmm. with I don't know, somebody that was guiding him along where he was going. And, and we kind of paused and and said must be really interesting in his head to, to know where it was yep you know moving furniture around in the room to now what have you created this 
you know, this, this giant event with thousands of people. Yeah, it's come a long way. Absolutely. And it's, and it's so much fun to see that happen. Um, you know, with, uh, I'll, I will, I will tell you again, another, I don't know if I've ever said this in public, but, um, I can usually tell when a company is going to make it and when a company is not. And pure storage from that first presentation was on my make it list. Right away. Right away. What were, what were the indicators? Why? What um, stood out to you? Well, you know, you can spot a players for one thing. Okay. And, um, you know, clearly that team, you know, you, you know, cause and, and, and the rest, I mean, you know, these people, uh, really knew what they were doing. Um, and also you can spot sort of an A class management team and right from the beginning, I mean, they hired, they had the best PR people, they had the best, um, you know, management management, right. um, you know, and so, and I'm not just saying this to like kiss your butt. There were a few other companies like this over yeah, the years as well. Observations, right? But yeah. this one I could tell was going to work. And it's kept working. And it's all based on the people, really. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just I just had a partner in here. We were doing one, and that was his big closing thing was, you know, he did the four Ps of being a good partner, but the final one was passion. Yeah. You know, which related to the people, um, which which really stands out. You've done Accelerate the last few years. Yeah. I think I've been to every Accelerate. Which is three or four. It's right? four now. So the four now? Okay. I, I'm two years in, right? So I missed I missed the first couple. Um, different about this one than the ones in the past? Well, things it's located better, in a different things, city for one thing. Well, the, besides the major glaring thing, right? Uh, yeah. yeah the, well, it's bigger. Um, it's um, honestly, it seems and, and again, don't take this weirdly. It seems more professional. You know what I mean? It, you know, Accelerate always had kind of a kind of like a fun nuts feeling to it. Yeah. This one feels a lot more pro, a lot more slick. Uh, clearly, you've got more staff doing planning and arrangements and making sure that things happen. Yeah, there's a lot more behind the scenes. Um, yeah. A lot more sessions too, right? You know, the the, the 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 five or six of us that were managing 130 sessions, that was a that was quite a bit of work over yeah. the last you know, three or four months. But it's, I mean, it's all it's all been you know sort of coming together. Yes. Um, let's shift gears. What about the announcements this morning? Like I said earlier, you you were my favorite <laughs> tweeter this morning. I went, oh gosh, he's uh, he's on top of everything. Uh, which again, a little bit of advanced knowledge, but that's how it is supposed to work. But I want to kind of walk through those things and just get your thoughts and, and inputs around those. Uh, maybe starting with the GA of Cloud Block Store. Rob Lee was up there. Yep. Uh, Cloud Block Store for Amazon. How do you see that working for Pure? Well, um, so Rob, I've known Rob for years, and um, he is. Let me tell you, Rob is awesome because when I can pull him aside, I can ask him all my all my, like all my questions and he will just geek out with me and um he did over the last couple of days um i got a lot of <laughs> yeah a, a, an earful about about cloud block store and 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 many other things besides i gotta say um it's impressive uh that pure was able to put this thing together um i mean the the summary for people listening i think the important takeaway about is that you know just like pure built a storage array that could address, you know, basically consumer grade or bulk flash right. um, in an intelligent and, you know, reliable manner. They've done that now with cloud infrastructure. And so the, the cool thing about cloud block store, um, basically, it, you know, it, it kind of hurts to see people using the term virtual appliance because <laughs> it's really, really not. Right. And um, 
And to me, that's the most impressive thing. I mean, honestly, I don't know if this thing is going to work. Um, you know, I don't know if this thing is going to really take off and customers are going to go for it or anything. But, um, but there's a lot of engineering there. And uh, as a nerd, a storage nerd, I'm impressed. And that was, that was really, you summarized that with a tweet saying, you know, Flashy Bob, our friend yep. Rob Lee, uh, d described exactly how much work it actually took to get something like the, you know, we kind of gloss over it because it's, yeah. it's on a couple slides with some, you know, fancy graphics with a, you know, a building on-prem here going on-premises yep. here, right? We don't fall in that trap, uh, going to a cloud, but really there's thousands of hours of work yeah. and collaboration going on behind the scenes. And I think that that's the real takeaway. I mean, you know, you, basically cloud infrastructure is different from some flash, you know, and and it would have been very easy or not maybe not very easy, but it would have been moderately easy for Pure to put a small team together and make a virtual version of, you know, purity that runs in a virtual yeah, machine on, virtual you know, whatever. Type of thing, right? You know, yeah, that would have yeah. been pretty straightforward. And instead, they did the hard work of basically substituting the entire bottom of the stack for one that's tuned for the cloud. At least, you know, I obviously I haven't seen the code. I have to always be skeptical, <laughs> but um, but I trust, you know, I trust Rob. Yeah. And that's what he said that they did. Yeah. And that's impressive. Okay. Well, we'll see where that evolves as you alluded to um, product announcement. Flash Array C. Now, right? I think Flash Array C is the most important product announcement at the at Pure Accelerate. The reason being, um, and again, we've uh, had a lot of back, you know, I, I, back of the <laughs> inside the tent looks because uh, sure. I'm on the analyst track, right, and so right. I've gotten to spend some time with Charlie and with Kix and with the management team, and we've asked a lot of questions about this. I mean, Pure is growing in a shrinking market. And how, how do you do that? Well, you do that by stealing share from other companies. It's the only way to win, yeah. And so Pure needs more product that can steal more share from more companies. And that's why I say that FlashRace C is the most important product. Because, frankly, this is a product that can address a huge double-digit percentage of the market that's not currently being well addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me of some of the secondary storage products. Basically, you know, there's uh, or the famous story of Steve Jobs, you know, holding up like the, 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 the phone in one hand and saying like, like everybody hates this thing. Yeah. You know, everybody hates their tier two storage platform. It doesn't do stuff. It's, you know, slow. It's, you know, kind of a second class citizen to whoever you bought it from. Or it's a first class citizen, but they don't have the uh, resources to support it. Basically, there's a, a huge untapped market out there for a just real deal storage system for tier two data. And that's, uh, you know, f the, the cool thing about it is that you've got basically a system that's going to cost a lot less um, and it brings, you know, all the features of the big guy into this big, broad market. Yeah, the Flash Array experience going yeah. into that, right? Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I will not be surprised at all if we see, um, you know, massive uptake of the C. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it undermines the big guy a little bit, where people say, you know what, maybe I don't need that much performance and I can save some money and get some more capacity or something. But I think Pure would laugh all the way to the bank if it cannibalized the big guy because uh, that would mean that it was so successful that it was uh, you know really spreading everywhere. Yeah, and I think the trade-off of cannibalizing your own versus having somebody else bring out a superior product that cannibalizes mm -hmm. your own is is you know 
probably something that's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, this is Honda without a SUV, and right. a, you know, yeah. um, and and so they said, "Gosh, you know, we really need an SUV," and so they came out with one. And yeah, sometimes some people go out, walk into the showroom and come out with the the Pilot instead of the Accord. Yep. But Honda's happy to make that sale. No, it's fine. Yeah, and hey, we'll cut the back off and make a Ridgeline too, right? Exactly. <laughs> Just for some variety's sake. Um, how about Flashblade? Moving on to that analytics space and kind of a couple couple different announcements there. Um, Vertica highlighted larger global namespace kind of evolutionary things for you or no i think that flashblade is um flashblade is an impressive product mm -hmm. and i i mean we we got a sneak preview of it before it was announced sure, years sure. you know a couple years ago at uh, accelerate i remember we were at uh, at the the ballpark the baseball uh, field when we did that that was kind of fun um by the way videos of that are at techfieldday.com okay there you go <laughs> um, good plug always good to have plugs on the pod and <laughs> so i've always been intrigued by this product um and and certainly you know the the flashblade i mean you know uh, what is it? One point four petabytes of like raw yeah. flash in a in a nine U chassis, if I remember correctly. Big, yes, it that's you know really cool. And how many petabytes can it address? I mean, it's like you know, it, it's it's a really neat product. But I feel like it's been a for the long time. It's been a product kind of like searching for its niche. Right. And I think Pure kind of backed into a niche, the right niche with it, with this AI ML workload. And so that's evidenced by the Vertica announcement by the NVIDIA work, you know, the work that you're doing with NVIDIA. Um, I think that maybe you're kind of finally finding out who wants to buy that thing. You know, I mean, if we wanted to, to use our, our Honda analogy, you know, for a while, you know, this thing kind of looked like, you know, I don't know, like maybe it was the Ridgeline or something. Ridge and you're maybe like, that was what I got you're like what exactly for, looking for a user base, right? Yeah. Is the buyer of mm -hmm. this thing. I mean, it's cool. And right. it's clearly, you know, got all sorts of great attributes, but who really wants that thing? And then eventually the buyers found it. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening here is the buyers have found the the flash blade and the company has continued to invest in the flash blade. And, uh, you know, I think that you're starting to maybe, you know, kind of have a second product line there. And that's, that's cool. Well, I think some of the analytics is becoming a little bit more mainstream too, right? I think in years past, yeah. it's, it's sort of lived off in a deep, dark corner as a science experiment. And now, as it's being viewed as something that the entire enterprise needs to take on, it's not just a project. It's sort of like, you know, we need a, a legit validated product that's sort of purpose-built just for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that, um, yeah, you were probably early a couple of years ago when Flashblade pivoted from basically generic file services to, you know, this AI workload. Because yeah. the AI workloads were cool, but they weren't yet widespread. Now maybe we're starting to see them becoming more something you might find in the enterprise. And and that's only going to happen more and more. And luckily, Pure has the resources to continue to invest in the product and build the product and invest in partnerships and make that happen. Well, I mean, the use cases that come out are always fascinating, right? And you get the Element AI this morning and, the you know, the ManHL one that we're public about. And, you know, I always look at those and the data hub aggregation of all the different workloads. The great use cases, yep. right? They really work. We just need to expand them, right? We need to yep. keep, keep getting out there. Um, storage class memory, right? New new direct memory technology added into uh, Flash Array. Again, maybe kind of an evolutionary thing, but really nice to have as uh, an option, right, for some of these workloads that need to be turbocharged. Yep. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time talking to Kaz about that last night, actually. Okay. Um, pros and cons and architectural decisions and so on. And, um, yeah, I mean... It seems like that was something that Pure has to do. I, 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 as a nerd, 
that's like a, like an old, longtime storage nerd. Like I love nerding out about how to build and architect a system around something like Optane. Yeah. I love the whole concept of like doing all this stuff from a market perspective. Um, you know, basically you've made a faster, better, you know, flash uh, flash yeah. array. Yeah. And and who doesn't want that? Right. And not only that, I think the, the the probably the coolest thing is that this is something that can be added to the flash array that somebody already has. And it's ready to go, and it goes a lot faster. I mean, you know, imagine if you could take your, you know, imagine if you could take your cord into the uh, dealer and come out with, you know, a V8. You right. know, right. that's cool. Um, I, you know, so I mean, it's it's great. How many people are going to do it? You know, what's the use case? I think we're going to see. Um, you know, I think to me the thing that was, you know, again, I, I constantly am fighting this this nerd versus whatever the other guy is battle in my head so as the other guy is saying that the sap hana uh, discussion was important because essentially what you've got is an expensive use case for certain applications and you now have an alternative solution if i remember correctly it was 90 percent of the performance for 65 percent of the cost that's right if that's true, then that's a very compelling use case to this segment of the market, and it shows why Pure should have done that all that engineering effort. Right. Um, but again, like the Flashblade, we need to find you know the customers. Everybody needs to find where this thing belongs. And there are some read-sensitive workloads, right? That we're still doing some testing around and seeing how those actually play out. Um, the Hana one was pretty easy for us to man- measure, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's pretty well known what the cost is to do the in memory, and it, that it's yeah. expensive, right? So also, you picked some low hanging fruit there because that's a really expensive. Oh, totally. No, when it's millions and millions of dollars, you know, if you can carve off thirty five percent, then makes uh, sense. Then it's then it's you know it's a good place to go. Yep. Um, last one. How do we spin your Honda analogy into pure as a service? You're no longer buying and owning your vehicle. It's the car share. You're you're doing car sharing. Yeah. You're you know, you're just getting taken wherever you need to go. So pure as a service. Yep. Well, that's an interesting one because, uh, and I think the car sharing analogy is especially apt there. So like Audi bought Silvercar, like yeah, a rental car right. company. Um, you know, Ford and Cadillac have had these kind of, and Lincoln had these, uh, you know, basically, you know, use the car as much as you want, pay a monthly fee kind of thing. It, it is cars as a service. And that really exists. And pure as a service is kind of the same thing. Now, um, here I've got an interesting take as well, and at least interesting to me. And that um, for uh, last year, we heard quite a lot about how uh, changes to accounting rules were going to make leases much less attractive to yeah. companies. Yeah. And, and, and that would make something like Pure as a Service much more attractive um, because leases don't make sense anymore. Uh, the challenge for me as an outsider is that I'm not hearing that from other people or That's companies. Not being reflected back to you right now. So I don't doubt that it's true. Right. I mean, these people are sharp. But I, I don't know that that's really happened yet. Um, but pure as a service is, is interesting. And just like these car sharing services, it could be interesting. Like, you know, we could be looking at the next, um, you know, car sharing or ride hailing kind of approach to enterprise IT infrastructure. And clearly that's what other companies are betting on. I'm not going to, you know, name it. But, you know, I mean, I was at another big uh, a trade show in Vegas recently, and a company basically said, we're going to offer everything we have as a service yeah. by 2022. 
And Pure is offering what they've got as a service by what today is it? By today, yeah, and, something um, like that. That's awesome. A little sooner than we'll see how it happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what else you got going on the rest of the show? I know they keep you busy at these things. Oh yeah, yeah. So we uh, well we're doing a live blog tomorrow morning uh, for the keynote. Um, so go to gestaltit.com awesome. and you can see the live blog. We'll be doing a lot of photos. We'll be doing a lot of commentary. Um, this one's going to be maybe um, fun because we've got a, a bunch of special guests and kind of, you know, uh, some sweeteners there in terms of who's going to be on stage. Um, we're also, uh, yesterday we did uh, pre-briefing announcements. We had four hours of technical deep dive discussions with the uh, Pure folks, and those discussions are all up at techfieldday.com. So if somebody really wants some background on exactly what is, you know, Flasher AC or, you know, what makes, you know, direct memory stuff work, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all in there. And, uh, you know, you can learn a lot. And, and also you have skeptical questions from the Field Day delegates. So that's, that's another thing. And, um, you know, we're also recording a bunch of podcasts here. And uh, we did our... Uh, we're going to do the uh, Gestalt IT rundown, which is our weekly tech news rundown uh, here at Accelerate. Um, and, of course, we got Weezer tomorrow. So that's cool. That was one of my last questions. Yep. Weezer, are you a fan or not? I have been a fan of Weezer since the very beginning. I saw also, them on the, the the original tour. You have seen? Okay. Yeah, I've and, not seen them, but I've always, I mean, I've probably, I don't know, Blue Album is always is, is one of my running, you know, yep. when I go for jogs. That's one of the things that I love to throw on. And it's, it's a beginning to end album. It's oh, not yeah. like a cherry pick songs. You, you got to go from start to finish. Yeah, that's the, the fun thing is that so I saw them um, when I was a young person. Uh, you know, my wife and I went to see them in Boston on that first, you know, the first basically national tour. And um, just this year, earlier this year, we went to see them with my son, who's 19 and is a music critic and loves Weezer too. Okay, so I was going to ask, what did he think? Oh my you gosh, know, he loves Weezer. He loves He's got Weezer. a Weezer poster on the wall. Okay, perfect then. Yeah. Um, along with all sorts of you know obscure bands that you're not good enough for. Well, that's how they are. You know, I get that too. I did. I did. Uh, it was recent. I, I made my 12 year old sit in the car while we were going on somewhat of a longer drive, and I rolled Weezer and I rolled Green Day. And oh, I just yeah. said, "You're going to know these. Like, you have no choice. Right? You're going to listen and you're going to know them." And he liked them. You yep. know, which was a good thing. So yeah, my pitchfork and um, college DJ son thinks that Weezer rocks. Okay, well, you, you've done something right. Yep. <laughs> Outstanding. Hey, plug your uh, Twitter handle because I absolutely loved sure. following you this morning. Super cool. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, so you can find me at S Foskett, just my first initial last name. Um, I was very clever that day. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've been on the internet for a long, long time since the uh, the late '80s, and um, initially I had all sorts of clever names, and eventually I just said, yeah. I'm just going to use my real name. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. So, yeah, Slater. at S. Foskett, you can also find me at gestaltit.com, like I said, with our live blog. I also do a lot of long-form writing there, and you'll find me at techfieldday.com uh, as well with our uh, Tech Field Day presentations. Fantastic. You did all my work for me by putting your own plugs in there. That makes it really I'm good easy. at it. You are good at it. Yeah, you're seasoned. You're I've done pro. this once or twice. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to get you back in here another time. That would be awesome. Well, thank you very much, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you found this day one recap valuable. And for that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Stephen Foskett and Pure Storage. This is Rob Ludeman saying don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.